Good evening, everyone. Grace and peace and God's blessings to all of you. My name is Pastor Gloria Boyce, and I want to welcome you all to the Billionaire Consciousness Expansion. We're going to have a wonderful Holy Ghost time in the Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. We're going to cover We Cannot Know God Through Thinking. So tonight we'll be looking for four readers. Reader number one, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 3. Reader number two, John 6, 45 to 48. Reader number three, John 6, 51 to 53. And reader number four, John 7, verses 6 to 7. When a problem confronts us, you know, we on this thing about, this whole teaching is about peace and acquiring that inner peace. And we say that it's in that peace that you'll find the healing, that you'll find health, that you'll find Christ. You could only find peace in Christ. You know, before we get started, let me, let me say this. I was listening to a funeral and the preacher was talking about the fact that when you're absent from the body, you're present with the Lord. And they were using that as a funeral, that you're absent from the body, so now you're present with the Lord. And a revelation hit me. I said, oh my God. The only way for you to be present with the Lord is to be absent from the body. It's to be, because the body is an effect. It's to, to you, all your thoughts, if you absent from the body that means you're not thinking about anything on earth you're not thinking about anything so when you're absent from the body you're present with the lord i jump up i say oh my god when you're absent it has nothing to do with death i mean preachers use it as a as as a sermon so as if that's how they work, but that's not what the Holy Spirit should be. The Holy Spirit say, you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and effects. It's one or the other. So when you're absent from your body, your presence with God, I just want you to chew on that a little bit. Let that sink in. Because if all of you learn to recognize the indwelling Christ, learn to recognize the God in you, you will see magnificent changes. But that is a hard pill to swallow because that means you have to make a lot of inner adjustments in your mind. Some of you. All right, let's let's get started. So, so when a problem confronts us, whether it is our own or another, let us sit down and find that silence and then let the solution appear. This is what I'm saying. When a problem confronts us, don't fight. Whether it's our own or another person coming to you for help, let us just sit down and find that silence, find that absence, and let the solution appear. Suppose that someone came to you today with a problem. The problem may be one of unemployment or just a sinful habit they have or a state of ill health. Instead of refuting it, let us look through it 
look through it in the realization that it exists only as an appearance. If you could look at it and look through it, look through it, right through it, in the realization that it exists only as an appearance. With the listening ear, I want you to see this. All right, Father, throw the light on it so that I may see it as it is. Because you see, your past experience will come up to try to make sense of the present situation and you may get a false narrative. But if you say, if you look at it as an appearance only and with a listening ear, and you say, all right, Father, throw the light on it so that, so that I may see it as it is. Then watch what kind of information will come to you because you will get some wisdom. Watch and see what wisdom will come up within you. In other words, you know, when you see railroad tracks, if you're driving on the train and you see the railroad tracks coming together, instead of asking, now what must I do to separate these tracks? Let us say, Father, show me the tracks as they really are. If you stay far from a, a, a railway tracks and you have two lines, you will see them coming together. They look as if they're one. You, you may want to, somebody may want to panic and say, what will I do with these tracks? But say, no, Father, show me those tracks as they really are. Show me this situation as it really are. Then you do not have to think about it anymore. Let, let this Father show me as they really are. You get what I'm trying to say? Don't try to improve a person or their health. Don't try to improve anybody. Don't try to improve a person or their health. Do not accept into your consciousness the thought that there is a person in ill health. Sit in a state of receptivity. Relax in a state of silence. A state of peace. Let that peace penetrate your whole being. And when you have accomplished that, sit with a listening attitude and watch the light dispel the darkness. Watch intelligence dispel ignorance. You hear me, somebody? Let that peace permeate your whole being. And when you have accomplished that, sit with a listening attitude and watch the light dispel the darkness. Watch intelligence dispel ignorance. Instead of your being the, 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 the one who is doing the helping, you are a witness watching this state of peace do the healing. Be a beholder of the activity of the Christ of God. Watch it work in you and through you and ultimately as you. The scripture tells us, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, have not love, it availeth nothing. It would not make any difference how wonderful our speeches, 
How marvelous the statements of truth which roll of our tongue. If these sentiments and this speech are not imbued with a sense of God's allness, they will all be to no avail. It is not the speech. It is not the letter of truth which is important. It is the degree in which the consciousness that you hold is imbued with an understanding of God as love and life. The degree in which we have lost the ability to fear, to hate, to love error of any kind. You will find that as you move more, you will lose that ability to fear and to hate and to love and to love error you will you will have no tolerance for nonsense so that's my preamble i will just want to stop there i hope you will have a wonderful holy ghost time tonight all right let's go to the scriptures and we will see if this further clarifies where i want where the holy spirit is taking you tonight so we'll go to the first reader, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and of not charity, I am become as sounding brass of a thinking symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and through I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and through I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Next reader, John six forty-five to 48. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father, cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, and he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Next reader, John six fifty one to 53. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Praise be to God. Many, many men. Next reader, John six forty-five to 
John 7, verses 6 to 7. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hated, because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Here ended the reading of the Lord. Praise be to God. Now, we see in John 6 and 46, we're reading that in John 6 and 46, not that any man had seen the Father, save he which is of God. He had seen the Father. There is the crux of it. Not any man that have seen the Father, save he which is of God, he had seen the Father. Hear it? Hear me? Listen. Not that any man that have seen the Father, save he which is of God, he had seen the Father. There is the crux of the whole matter. No mortal, nor any human being, can see God or know God. Hear me? No mortal, nor any human being, can see God or know God. Only the Son of God, the Christ consciousness of you and of me, can ever witness and behold the presence of God. Hear me? You've got to move in your Christ self if you want to have a relationship with God. John is telling you that. Not any man had seen the Father, save he which is of God. He had seen the Father. Here is the crux of the whole matter. No mortal, nor any human being can see God. If you see in God, in your human mind and your human eyes, you see in what Jamaicans call duppy. You're not seeing God. I don't know what you're seeing, but it's not God. Because John is telling you straight up here, not that any man had seen the Father, save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. So no mortal, nor any human being, can see God or know God. Only the Son of God, the Christ consciousness of you and of me, the Christ consciousness of you and of me can ever witness and behold the presence of God. In other words, it is not our human mentality that will know God. Never with the human mind shall we see or know or understand God or spiritual living. But the Son of God, the Christ consciousness, our spiritual sense, can behold God. There is the heart of the Christ teaching. And that 
is where the human world has failed. Trying to know God through thinking, trying to know God with the intellect, trying to explain God. It cannot be done. God is discerning only through spiritual sense. Only through a developed spiritual sense can you and I individually discern truth. The things of truth and the formations of truth, the spiritual universe, we can only do it through that spiritual sense. We develop that spiritual sense in many ways. Through our reading and spiritual literature, through teaching and being taught spiritual living, through associations with people who are on the same level or on the same path, being together in one place of one mind develops that spiritual sense which is called the mind that was in Christ Jesus. Paul called it the Christ that lived in me. In most cases, it is a developed sense and we must with great curiosity and consciously develop it. We must consciously develop it. You can help to bring about the realization of God by acknowledging God throughout the day and once or twice during the night. Realize God at the center of reality of your being. Realize God as the mind and soul of you, functioning as your individual being. John 6 and 51 tell us, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This bread, which is understanding, is the word made flesh. Hear me somebody. This bread, which is understanding, is the word made flesh. As you, through the human mind, behold your body, you are beholding only the mortal and material concept of body. And that is all that you will ever behold with the human mind. But through the development of this I, which I am, this Father consciousness or Christ consciousness, you learn to look out on the universe through spiritual sense as you. Ultimately, you will begin to see the body not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. That was John's vision of the Christ, his vision of heaven. So while yet on this earth, while he was right here, walking, talking, and moving among his people, he saw that he saw what no human brain or human eye could ever see. He saw the temple not made with hands. He saw the spiritual universe, the spiritual body. That is what you will behold when instead of using thoughts, you become a state of silence, a state of peace. When you have felt that divine reality, then you will see the temple not made with hands. 
that body which is life eternal. And when we look at John 6 and 53, it said, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. That, again, is but the Christ revealing itself. Unless you eat and drink, unless you absorb, unless you realize, unless you see the temple not made with hands, you will not have life eternal. To eat and to drink means to take in, to absorb, to realize. Now, this is not strange language to you. You hear people say it all the time. I eat up his words. It means you, you absorb it. So to eat and to drink means to take in, to absorb, to realize. The more you look out into the world through human reasoning, through human thinking, the more you have of a fleshy body which ideas somewhere between 60 and 100 years of age. But the more you take in, that is, the more you carry in your consciousness this truth of being, the truth about God and God's creation, the more you will manifest intelligence and life as long as you're using this body, that spiritual body. Let me say this again. To eat and to drink means to take in, to absorb, to realize. The more you look out onto the world through human reasoning, through human thinking, the more you have of a fleshy body which dies somewhere between 60 and 100 years of age. But the more you take in, that is, the more you carry in your consciousness, you carry in your consciousness the truth of being, the truth about God and God's creation, the more you will, the more you will manifest intelligence and life as long as you are using this body. Now John 6 and 60 said, Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can eat it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? The human mind is always offended at truth. Because truth is a reversal of everything that the human mind knows. Imagine saying to a human mind that when it is still and nothing and doing nothing, great and wondrous works of healing can be accomplished. Imagine I'm telling you that. I'm telling you when you're still and doing nothing, great and marvelous healing works can be accomplished. This is almost like an insult to the human mind. Think of saying to the man who prides himself on his intellect that all of his mental 
decorations will not do as much for him as one moment of silence will do. And then we see in John 6:43 it is the spirit that quickens the flesh. It is the spirit that quickens the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you they are spirit they are life but there are more of you that believe it not. So this is John 6 and 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profited nothing. Could you understand that? It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life but there are some of you that believe it not. What was it they could not believe? What is that it that they could not believe? It was that the spirit quickened and not the flesh. That it is the silence, the peace that really does the work and not the mental gymnastics. Not what is learned in books or taught through the intellect. We like the disciples are not doing too well either. We are not making such great progress. Today, just as in Jesus time, the human mind is offended. It feels itself rebuked at the suggestion that there is a spirit with works without words or thoughts that there is a spirit in man which can lift him up and guide him through life and can still the storm of life without his thinking a thought or saying a word or giving a treatment then we come down to John 6 and 64 and it says but there are some of you that believe it not for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believe it not and who should betray him and he said therefore said i unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of the father and what happened from that time many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him that's what john 6 and 68 says from that time Many of the disciples they went back and walked no more with him. Is it strange that so few even this day can grasp the great fact that is the spirit that quickened that there is a spirit in man that does the mighty works of healing and regenerating the human mind takes offense when we try to give it up. The world cannot hate you but me it hated because I testify of it that the works therefore are evil the world will never hate anyone who use the world's weapons hear me somebody the world will never hate anyone who use the world's weapons or who use 
accredited and accepted forms of activity. The world hates only those who say that all that is necessary, all that is unnecessary, that there is a higher power, the power of spirit. It is then that persecution sets in. Not that any persecution is necessary. Today, we are learning to let the impersonal Christ absorb all the persecution instead of allowing our human self to take it on. We accept persecution by believing that the messages we are presented is my particular message, my particular truth. Instead, we should realize it is not my truth, but the Christ truth. If you are going to hate anything, hate it. What we are trying to show forth, what the Master is trying to show forth, the Master gave of the Christ teaching of the presence of the power, that which is invisible to the human sense, of that which is the state of your own being, the divine consciousness of your own being, the comforter which is within you. If the world wants to hate that truth, let it do so. That is the secret of the Master, that my peace passeth all understanding. And that peace is power. The world cannot hate you, John 7 and 7. But me, it hated. This is Jesus speaking. Because I testified of it, that the works, therefore, are evil. So the world will never hate anyone who uses the world's weapons or who uses accredited and accepted forms of activity. The world hates only those who say that all that is unnecessary, that there is a higher power, the power of spirit. It is then that the persecution sets in. Not that any persecution is necessary. It's not. Today we are learning to let the impersonal Christ absorb all the persecution instead of allowing our human selves to take it on. We accept persecution by believing that the messages we are presented hear me? Hear me? Very well. We accept persecution by believing that the messages we are presenting is my particular message and my particular truth. Instead, we should realize that it is not my truth, but the Christ truth. And if you are going to hate anything, hate it and not me. I am merely showing forth what the Master gave of the Christ teaching of the presence and the power of that which is invisible to the human sense, of that which is the state of your own being, the divine consciousness of your own being, the comforter which is within you. If the world wants to hate that truth, 
let it do so. That is the secret of the master. That my peace passes all understanding. And that peace is power. Alright, so we're going to stop yet tonight. Next week, we're going to talk about temptation. Why the temptation? I would love to hear from you and what you want to say tonight. Pastor Gloria, you add a little cherry on the cake tonight for us. God only talks to God. God can only speak to the God in us. He, he can do it no other way, no other way, no other way. And God speaks to the God in us. And when we go into that peace and God downloads the truth, you're saying in addition to that, the angels say it has already happened. The answer has already come. Everything has already been lined up and aligned for us. And you, you know what you're telling us tonight? Just stop the worry. Stop the bother. Because we are at a place in our consciousness where everything has been taken care of. One, he called us, number one. You keep telling us. We didn't just happen to be here, or we didn't just happen to be still with Zoe, or we didn't just happen. We are here because God wanted us to be here. He called us. He has put all of this new, new outlook on who we're supposed to be when it comes to consciousness. Now you're teaching us about the peace and the connection of God. And now you're adding on top of it for us. Everything has already been resolved. And the angels are at work putting it in place. So you know what you're telling us? Just enjoy your life. What are you supposed to do? Get up in the morning and go and, and take care of people's face? You go and do that and enjoy doing it and love doing it. And whether people come or not, love doing it. That's what I hear tonight. Just enjoy your life because God has already taken care of it for us. And God only talks to the God consciousness in us. Thank you, Pastor Glory. Amen, amen, amen.